Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. That's those studios in Dublin. A barge in the first Nigelgo. Welcome to Motherfucklore, a podcast of words. Irish. Irish words. And words from Ireland. I'm Derek O'Shea. I'm Clodagh McGinley. And we are delighted to have a, 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 one of our most best loved guests is returning to the show. <laughs> Go on, you know, we're delighted to have you back. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you so much. You uh, are, you are the, the, the bon reign of, of Al-Shipalera. <laughs> Let me correct. <laughs> There's no monarchy here. No monarchy. Definitely the manager, though. Definitely the manager. The Bonnestor. <laughs> Bonnestor. So you're more Bonnestor than Bonrin, yeah? Definitely. Okay. Yes. You might as well claim a monarchy for yourself, like what you can in fairness. I'm not going to subscribe to that in <laughs> this day and age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you do, but you do rule with an iron fist. I... You are the tastemaker of uh, of of people who read shop <laughs> books on scale again in Dublin. Is this not correct? <laughs> No, we follow. We very much follow the market. <laughs> I don't decide what anybody reads. Um, it's we, we'll get in what people want. If you don't like a book, it, it it's finished. Uh, very much not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that's the same of any any bookseller. You know, mm-hmm. it's you you follow what the customer wants, and if they if they want you to stock something, you do. Um, or I mean, you, you can make a decision not to, and then get all the complaints. So complaints. Yeah. In in a triple error. From customers. Yeah. Why do you not have a cafe yet? <laughs> oh my God. You have a pub downstairs. <laughs> pub downstairs. Why do you not have a cafe? You're going to be lovely. A cafe. We Look, planning permission has gone in. We shall see. Mm. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's yeah. so cool, actually. Well, that would be fantastic. You know, because if there was one thing Harcourt Camden Street needs, more cafes. <laughs> There's another cafe. Exactly. Wouldn't it be lovely? It would be lovely. And you know, sure, it's pretty easy to get rent and plan permission for Georgian Dublin, isn't it? Especially oh, so the south easy. Side. Yeah, not a protected structure at all. Sure, wasn't that Edward Carson born there? Ah, uh, no, that's a couple of doors up. Ah. Mm, mm. Mm-hmm. But Arthur uh, Arthur Griffith had an office there John Henry Newman had an office there um, And Michael Collins Famously had an office there So you know oh, yeah. big wigs. He yeah. had an office in a lot of places around Dublin I'm told oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about I am uh, he, Apparently he was, he was um, Yes he Yeah he, he liked to get around He's Michael Collins He was busy He was always on the run And when you're on the run <laughs> You know, 
when a man's on the run, his mind turns. <laughs> Says you. Okay. Anyway, but that's not. We're not. We're not, we're not talking about. We're not talking the productivity. Productivity has been lowered. Of, of like not, so early on, it's definitely not me. We're not talking about the productivities of historical hunks today. We're talking about books, <laughs> specifically books, Oskelga, hmm. Lauer, and particularly what interesting books are coming down the line in 2020. Feha feha. So you can, where are you going to apply your 2020 vision to this year? (laughs) (laughs) And so forth. How many times have you made the joke? See yourself out I haven't made it once yet. What? I'm telling you, this is my first time. (laughs) I mean, I'm ashamed of you because it's, you've had so many opportunities, surely. I I have, but I haven't actually, you know, it just hasn't really come up much. Uh, I guess I haven't been in a pun appreciating company recently. Like uh, my, my day job, they don't like puns at all. Oh, I was actually HR told me to stop making puns. Oh dear. Okay. Well, (laughs) in my company, I will indulge you your 2020 vision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, no, my vision for, for 2020 is, is, my vision for the shop is different now than it would have been a year ago um, in that we've already managed to do a lot of the things that we wanted to do um, in, in the year. We've rejigged the shop physically quite a bit, so it looks very different now, even than it would have looked three months ago. Um, mm. It's in a position that we're really happy with how the space is working, how the light is working, um, and and people are responding to that. We're getting more and more um, kind of positive comments about how the place is set up now, um, which over over a number of years maybe wasn't the case uh, would have been considered kind of dark and if if, mm. if you haven't been into Unshut Bel in a while I would recommend coming back into us because we've we've rejigged the place mm. it does look great when you just walk in you get the, the, the natural light the way the books are laid out it's um it's very inviting exactly and that was that was the plan um, because we want it to be a place where people can come in and, and take a seat and have a look through the book that they might or might not want to purchase or maybe look through a couple of things and we particularly say it to people who come in who maybe are learning Irish and who want to get a grammar book or want to get something to read I'll almost always ask well have you got 10 minutes have you got time right now um, and it's something that I'm, I'm quite dedicated to in that I'll give them an option I think a person and their grammar book or a person and their first reading text when learning a language is a very personal decision I will ask them to sit down I will hand them maybe a couple of books and say, look, take a look at this grammar book. Is this is the style going to suit you? Or take a look at these three fiction texts from three totally different levels and tell me which one is closer to where you feel you are. And then from that, we can build on, on a better recommendation in terms of language level. Because mm-hmm. um, there is no one size fits all for learners. Um, some learners come in and they, and they want something that's a challenge. And some people come in and they go, look, I want to be able to read something at the level that I'm at. I don't want to be sitting with a dictionary. So... Mm-hmm. We'll give people time to do that and we'll say, look, come in, take a seat, read the first page or two of a couple of books and tell us where you're at. Mm. And they can do all that through English, can't they? I think that's a bit of a misconception that when you go and hunch up a lair, you have to speak Irish to them. And it's like, no, you definitely don't. Yeah, we get a lot of people coming in and being like, Ta Bronorum, uh, Ta Biogan Gaelge Gum, or my favourite, Anwil Kjadagum Berla. And yes, Ta Kjad. Definitely people are allowed to speak English to us. I think, I don't, I'm, uh, I believe very strongly that, you know, if you want to learn Irish, you're going to have to start somewhere. So you're not yeah. going to learn Irish through Irish. If you've got no Irish, you have to learn Irish through another language. And by and large, that is going to be English. Mm. Yeah, that's, that seems probably logical. Yeah, it's just that um, you, and you just don't bite if someone does come in. 
Uh, no, we do not bite. Company policy. <coughs> and you can ring and email in English as well. Exactly, yeah. So we, like phone calls, ask well about are 10 times more frightening. <laughs> definitely agree, yes. And the phone line can break and you can hear the wrong thing. Um, but we, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we accept emails in English. Hmm. Um, we can probably take them in French too. Mm. Um, so Interesting. Interesting. Mm. If we got one in German, I'd figure it out. Uh, have, we have some colleagues upstairs with a couple of different languages. So, I mean, we figured it out preferably in our return English. But you we can. mentioned French, and I saw recently. Where? Yeah. Bon, um, <laughs> Beyond sewer. <laughs> Beyond sewer. I might want to listen. Speaking of rats and sewers. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, so one of the books I saw recently in my most recent visit to Anchopolero was the Irish translation of Petit Nicolas, or. Nicholas Bjorg, is it? Nicholas Bjorg, yes. Yeah. Um, I can't claim to have read the originals or any yeah. translations of them before, but um, yeah, Nicholas Bjorg, uh, Le Petit Nicolas, which I don't even remember the English title for. Little, it's not what I thought it was going to be. Not the little prince, no, it's a different book. This, no. This, this is little Nicholas or little, Ni- little Nicholas. He's just a French, a little French boy who, who wanders around being curious and huh. doing stuff. Yeah. Not unlike the little prince, in fairness. The True. <laughs> Spirit of adventure in French literature for kids. Absolutely. Yeah, they're um they're by the same person who did the Asterix series. Oh. Um, so it's 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 more text, um, so it's more story, um, and it, there are two two sets that have come out. Um Nicholas Bjog Achtri, August Nicholas Bjog Achtri Ella, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's two of those that have come out by Dallin Aaron, um, and Dallin is a Welsh company set up to publish in the Celtic languages. So they actually published Tintin, Asterix, and now Nicholas Bjog um, in the Celtic languages. Excellent. Good mm. mm. Yeah, mm. exactly. Exactly. Mm. They're great. That's D-A-L-E-N. D-A-L-E-N. Mm. Huh. So, yes. Yeah, so, and they've, they've done, because obviously, the, um, I think last time we were, we talked about The Little Prince a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, great book in any language. Absolutely. I have mm. a little badge of... Le Petit Prince on my jacket. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so then, but then I, I suppose both, um, in terms of what, that's obviously a book that maybe people are familiar with from reading in French or in English. And there are there's other books people might be familiar with that are now out in translation. Definitely, in yeah. Irish. So from the end of 2020, or no, the end of 2019 and into 2020, we've had, we've seen some new translations come out. So there's two new Asterix titles, two new Tintin titles that have been translated um, we've also got a new translation of um, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, which is Asserly Oscarha Oz. Asserly Oscarla Oz. Oscarha. Oscarha Oz. Yeah. Excellent. Um, good one. Look that up on Tanglin. That's mm. O-S-C-R-T-H-A. Um, so it's Asserly Oscarha Oz. Um, and then a new translation of Of Mice and Men by John Steinbeck yeah. as well. Or Look, August Erwinne, which has come out by Lara Brack. Um, well, there's been a couple of more translations as well. Um, what was the other one? Yeah, they're the main ones that have come out recently and I know there's more coming. So I know there's another Enid Blyton book um, about to come out. I know the fifth book in the Diary of a Wimpy Kid series is going to be coming out this year. Um, and there's also, I believe, work is ongoing for um, The Gruffalo's Child. The Gruffalo's mm. Child. Mm. So not available yet, mm. but due to be available, I believe. If my sources are correct. <laughs> Your sources have told you <laughs> we can expect that to land sometime in 2020. Sometime. Well, that'll be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, do, we, do we go with uh, Gossin and Garvan or Poshlan Garvan? I do we know? believe it's going to be on Garvan Og. 
which is very clever because if you Google on Garvon, you're going to get both. Um, so you're not bringing in the genitive. You're not bringing in any uh, mutations to the spelling. Genitive and Google. I had not thought about the yep. the anglocentrism of the Google search. Exactly, and it it's something that we've noticed as well because we have Google Analytics analytics for our website, um, and we can see what people type into the search bar. Um, mm. And oftentimes, it's if you don't have the exact title of a book, you're not going to be able to find it. Mm. And we find that as well for people who might be looking up for inf- for for learning information or for who want to search a particular thing, they actually can't find it because without the exact term. For Irish, you're not going to find it. That's yeah. actually really true, especially if you're in a different country where mm. like in Ireland, you might have, say, like a location service on. And if you're searching through Irish, they might twig, oh, she must mean this. Mm. But yeah, no, even I've noticed sometimes if you Google an Irish word without the fathers, it'll come up as like a random like Spanish. Know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That is really clever then. So we kind of we we keep note of that, and we try and see how we can make our website a bit more friendly for um, for people who might not know what they're looking for. So we have a lot of subsections and um, kind of abilities to browse through categories. There's a button down the very bottom where you can jump to a particular category if you can't find that category on the sidebar and things like that. So kind of miniature admin bits, but they do make the site easier to use, and it results in fewer questions. Mm. Um, we just recently set up on the English language side of our website um, information for parents. So based on the questions that I get in the shop day to day from parents who maybe want to introduce Irish to their kids' life or have a bit of Irish and just want to improve themselves. Um, so we've set up a section specifically for that based on those questions. And the exact information that I would say to you face to face in the shop, if you were to call in to me and say, okay, how do I do this? Um, we've compiled that and we've put it up online and it, we update it as we get more information. So as new materials become available, we all pop that in there. So on the English language side of our side, it's just info for parents up top right hand side. Um, Makes sense. And it, it means that when someone calls in, they don't have to worry about remembering all the things because we can say, just look at our website. It's up there. Just look at there. It's mm. fantastic. Yeah. So a lot of our... A lot of what we do is based on just making people comfortable and giving information. Because as much as we are a business, we, we are also there to help people learn Irish. Mm-hmm. Exactly, you got the mandate. It's something you do wonderfully well, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We try our best. So, <laughs> in terms of now, we obviously there's so there's some great obviously translations which people might already be familiar with. But definitely. in terms of original, mm. um, let's maybe start with some original prose coming so, out this year. Yeah, so we do have a, a bit, um, there's one that came out, there's a couple that came out just before Christmas, um, so one by Michal O'Connell called Satak Show Anacht. Um It's a novella, um, so it's a short novel. Um, it's about a man's, meh, the blurb is that it's, this is my last day in this house. Um, and it's a married couple and the husband's point of view of he's he's going to leave them um, and kind of what goes through that. Very beautiful prose. Michal O'Connell is fantastic. When I was on the podcast last, I said that one of my favorite books was on Farah Flaysk, mm-hmm. also by Michal O'Connell. Big fan. He's great. Um, and then as well as that, the Irish language world lost a hero recently. Um, Joseph Oniachtan passed away. Um, and most recent collection of stories from him is on Dowell Dantha, and that came out just before Christmas as well. And that is available. Um, all of Joe Steve's prose is gorgeous. So mm. um, that one is, is one that's available. Um, and then this is kind of the, so we're recording this at the end of January and this is mm. the quiet period for publishing in Irish where mm. the wheels get ground to get ready for all the work that's going to happen over the summer and into the winter. So um, I know there's um, an, there's a set of new books for adult learners coming out from Leabhar Core. They're coming out with three 
Kwishla and Costa. Um, they're going to be doing one called Misha the Wamo and another one called Niveg Fuagum or of Gado. So I haven't gotten any further information about those other than I know that they're coming this year. It's Misha the Wamo. Mm. So it's it there'll be Lowercore are great for for adult learner fiction and what that means is they're short novels that will have a glossary of a kind involved. So that'll either be at the bottom of the page or at the back. Um, and they're a good step between, say, teen fiction and proper big grown-up fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a really good step. It's a great level. Um, and it often gives people um, a good, uh, kind of a basic introduction to, well, this is what a novel would be like. Mm. Um, but it's also based on um, improving vocabulary and offering up words that would be used in would be in regular usage in Irish as well. So and Ericor are great at that. So that they're coming out with more and more um fiction done out of more faster. Learner fiction. Fantastic. Um and then my probably the thing I'm most excited about recently is 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 a publication from twenty nineteen called Understanding Irish Spelling. Ooh. By Nancy Stenson and Tina Hickey and it is phenomenal. Understanding Irish spelling. Understanding Irish spelling. I believe we'll get a lot of interest in that. Yeah, so we, uh, this is something that I only discovered offhand, like offhandedly a couple of weeks back. Um, I ordered it in for the shop and I've been reading through it. Um, and off the back of a thread that I did last year, um, hashtag sounds of Gaelge, um, I have an interest in this because I know people are interested in it. So sound and spelling are very much linked. Um, and this Understanding Irish Spelling book is based on, it's, it's for teachers and learners. Mm. Um, and it breaks down spelling versus sound. Now, yeah. it is all in written form. Um, so you'd be expected to go and maybe use auber.ie to type in those sounds and actually listen to them back. But it's a, a very detailed breakdown of spelling versus how those sounds actually translate in, into speech um so i've i've set up another instagram account uh, and another twitter account <laughs> called sounds of Gaelga to cover this um because this is the thing that teachers need and people who come to us are always looking for for information about well if is there a simple breakdown of the sounds of irish now there is hmm. um and nancy Sensen and tina hickey are both fantastic um so this is this is um yeah and it's it's published by who are dedicated to research into and around education through and about Irish so it's mm. it's That's it fantastic. is up there it is very good and it I'm is also to... available for free for it's free f- whoa 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 my friends google the words understanding Irish spelling and click on the one that has PDF link Crumbs. mic drop except I won't I won't I won't drop the mic <laughs> <laughs> understanding Irish spelling understanding Irish spelling mm. free free wow. PDF PDF so every single time now some person on Twitter goes, oh, Irish spelling makes no sense. Why is Siobhan spelled like that? <laughs> we can exactly. link the PDF or exactly. take a screenshot of the page. Mm. The exact page exactly. exactly. Unreal. I'm so hyped about it. A character. Fair PDF shot. Yeah, so I've been, I've been really excited about that. Nancy Stenson is... Uh, um, like an academic with mad skills. So she's come out with a number of grammar books over over a number of years. So one called Basic Irish, which is for complete beginners. One called Intermediate Irish, which is the next step. And a new one called uh, Modern Irish, A Comprehensive Grammar, which is so good. It is a really thick, heavy, chunky grammar book. It's a reference text. It's not necessarily a learning text, but it's a whopper. It's really good. Unreal. 
that's gonna that just reminded me when, when before Lostrina was born, we were thinking like girls' names, and I was like, I like Nancy, spelt the Irish way. Oh yeah, and, and I was showing you N E Father N S A I Father, and I was like, I was like, no, <laughs> you, you get one Father. It's a great one. name. You get one a name with one father. That's the maximum. Oh my gosh! But yeah, because like all my my brothers and I, we have all have Irish names, but none of us have fathers in our first names. I mean, smart. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're real. I mean, Manus. It's a funny thing. Manus, my bro- younger brother, he's um, he has a GH in his name, and people who have silent GHs in their own names have called him Magnus. Oh my god! That'd be like me calling him Magnus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ! He actually got it from like I think yeah I think he may have he may have met either a Brona or a Clodo once who called him Magnus. It's like I really hope he called that person Bronag back. Yes, <laughs> I tell you. Well, he's uh, he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. He's he, he lives in a different country now. I swear. Oh, so it's just been butchered left, right, center. Um, I weirdly enough, when you go, I think when you go to countries where they're used to dealing with lots of languages, Irish is just another language and. They respect that, especially in academic circles. It's only really in um, in certain parts of the Anglosphere where people say, oh, I'm not going to bother with that. Oh, yeah. That's so true. I remember saying that on the Baby Names podcast mm-hmm. where it's literally only ever, no offence intended whatsoever, even though full offence intended, full <laughs> offence intended, but it's only ever um, people from the UK or people in Ireland who've mispronounced my name. Like if mm-hmm. I go to France or Spain or Italy, anywhere, they have to accept that the sign of GH and that's that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we that's we get an awful lot of people who be from different countries coming into our shop, and one of the big things we do is people will apologize for how their name is really hard to pronounce, and we go, ha, hold on, no, no, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna learn how to pronounce your name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're gonna learn it correctly, and we're never gonna call you the wrong name either. So particularly for the the, the customers who be returning ones, that make an effort to first of all spell it if we have to write it down in our notebook and pronounce it right. So because I was recently um. It, uh, in communication with some Swedish journalists who were covering uh, the Irish election and and some other Ireland related topics and I was really impressed that in their emails they were spelled Gael School correctly mm-hmm. other uh, Taoiseach Tánaiste and it did occur to me that if maybe they came from a different country where, where maybe English where they, they would feel possibly being monoglot would give them permission to not spell those things mm-hmm. like then you get your the curry yogurt jokes and yeah, oh, which isn't that good no. Constantly called granny in emails. Well, granny? Granny? Gr- yeah. No offence intended by anybody, but it's oh, just, yeah. it's often spelled wrong. Mm. <laughs> it's funny how these, it always comes down to group therapy about Irish names. It really does. Every single episode. Five years later. <laughs> and it just so happens that we all do have Irish names, and actually nearly everyone on the podcast has an Irish name. Yeah, nearly nearly everyone. I know Potter is Peter technically, but sorry, Potter. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, yeah, he's like I think uh, yeah, it's, I think it's like there's um. Give me a good I, whack I, I, next I, time he sees me. Not, <laughs> it's more like I, I think there's that he has his, he has his Peter identity and his Potter identity and they're yeah. quite different. Mm. And some, some of us some, have our barrel of names and some yeah. of us don't. You you can do anything in your barrel of name. It's like a. <laughs> It's like that's when you're in, in the like your, your Joker persona. Oh yeah, I could do that name, me barely name, but I am the only one with my Gaelic name. So mm. yes, <laughs> <laughs> you'll get spotted. You'll get remembered. It's a, mm. it's a small community. Everyone knows what you did. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's far too small. Well, yes, it is. It is a wonderful small, but always welcome to new members. Exactly. Small but growing. Oh, you know, very strong of, as well. One of the most regular questions we get in on Shopal Hour is like, "How's Irish doing?" How's it going? How is she? 
Mm. Um, and I mean, for us, we are so lucky in that we get to see who's coming into us and we get to see the, the very much on the ground questions. Um, and I, for one, think it's in a pretty good position. There's so many people learning and so many parents and grandparents being like, yeah, you know, we're the young one is going to a grade school now and sure isn't it the right time to, to step back into it and do a bit more. Um, and people realising just how much they have still from school. Mm-hmm. Um, Irish people are dreadful for, for shaming themselves for like, oh, I've no Irish now. Oh, I've only two. I've no words of Irish there now. And usually like we get a slaw on or a got I would have done before the leave. Because it's, yeah, it's a funny one because it's, uh, it's that, that acceptable thing to be bad at. Mm, yeah. My response is usually, well, I'm dreadful at maths. Hello, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, it's really funny. I remember even during Grotober, there were so many people mm. like tweeting perfectly in Irish. I can't speak Irish. And it was like, yeah. you, mm. literally, like, it's just such a funny thing. It's, it is sad, but I don't know. It's getting better. This episode is sponsored by Forrest Nagelga. We're celebrating 20 years of promoting the Irish language. Fihbleenig Foss. Here is just one of the projects they do. First Nagelga promotes reading and publishing, primarily through Ungum, Osh, and Clara Nalaur Gaelga. First Nagelga provides support for both publishers and writers. You can buy lots of Irish books for every age and genre in shuppagelga.ie, shuppalaur.com, on carupulli.com, and on all good bookshops. The Screeve Lauer Project aims to foster Irish language reading and writing amongst primary school pupils. Almost 8,000 children take part in the project every year. Osh was established in 1980 to distribute Irish language publications at home and abroad. Ungoom have been publishing high quality materials for more than 90 years. Everything from picture books, classroom novels, Shay Don She, text.ie, textbooks, non-fiction books, school dictionaries, posters, jigsaws, and online digital resources. Check out ongoom.ie to discover some of the brilliant books on offer. Ferris Nagwelka, celebrating 20 years. Isi Arjanga Haini. It's our language. As we've mentioned prose there, is there any good, any, any bit of good poetry coming out? Depends on when we're going to air this. We're, in, I hope, we're hoping to air it tomorrow. Oh, oh right. right, okay. Yeah, we should be having a few <laughs> launches. I'm working on dates at the moment. Um, we'll always post up on our website what launches are coming up. They'll just be on the homepage. Um, if you're on desktop, they're on the left-hand side. And if you're on mobile, they're scroll down to the bottom and they're down there. We're hoping for at least three in February. Oh, fantastic. Um, I'd say, yeah. And then looking into, we'll have a couple for Shakhtar Nagelga as well. Mm. So we should have um, a big poetry launch on that one. Um, so Ireland House are coming out with a couple of books, um, one of which is Celia Dufresne's they have a couple others, but we haven't. I haven't. They haven't confirmed with me who the poets are for those. Um, but we're looking at a launch in March for that. Um, there's gonna be a couple more. So one big novel in Irish just came out called Balak and Spoinach. It's the third in a trilogy um, by Liam McCall. So we're hoping to launch that. But as I said, keep an eye on the website and all the information will go up there when we actually have um, times nailed down. Fantastic, Balak and Spoinach. Balak and Spoinach, yeah, lovely Guinness. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's the third in in a, in a trilogy. Um, so on litter is the first one. Um, the, the letter. Oh, are these set in uh, set in the past? They are set in the past. Yeah, so they're historical novels. Um, the second one then is called A Dear Strand Um, 
and yeah, so the last one now has come out, Balak and Spawn. People have been waiting on this for a while, so it's 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 uh, as a big prose text. Mm. Um, it's 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 a big release coming out. So well, it's it's out. Um, and we're hoping to launch it. Fantastic! Mm. Oh, can't wait to get the get my paws on that one. We do love a, a bit of historical fiction here. Mm. Mm. Have you read on Litter? I have not yet. Read okay, on yeah, maybe start with book there, one. Yeah. Um, so there's three books in the series now. They get progressively <clears throat> longer. <laughs> is, is that the thing now that they each each book is like is one point four one eight times the length of the previous one? In That's not far page. off. In fairness, yeah. So on Litter is you know reasonable uh, length. Mm. The second one is quite a bit longer. Balak and is. I think about 700 pages, 600 pages. Um, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. They only made it fit into the space because they made the text smaller. So, <laughs> so it's chunky. Excellent. We did, we recently, uh, when we, on our live show, we talked about uh, Irish language content that might make good Netflix series or something else oh. like that. Is there a set text that you think might, if, if Netflix and TG Guy are going to do a co production of a literary adaptation based on something recently published? Oh, I definitely think yeah, Liam McCall's one. series would be. It's so ripe for the picking because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big series. Like there's so much content in it. Mm. Um, I'd also say some of the so there's a book by Railton Lanon called Kitty Nagarty, and it's it's oh. written quite cinematically, and I'd love to see that on screen. Mm. Um, and there's a good few kind of more of the some of the maybe literary short stories I think would make really good short films as well mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go back to Michal O'Connell again because I love him but yeah. Um, yeah oh gosh there's loads Derek is the worst for popping questions you're I'm, not ready for I know <laughs> um, a I, monster Real Tony Lannon's book Kitty mm-hmm. Nagarty would be great on screen so it's set in Malta for the first half and then set in Belfast set in a th- it's 19 it's first world war post first world war mm-hmm. uh, so 1921 ish um and yes, it's about this girl from Malta who meets up with an Irish soldier, gets married, comes to Belfast, and it is very, as I said, very cinematically written. Hmm. Um, there's a lot of lot of scenes that would be really beautiful, and a camera crew for TG Carr would have to go to Malta. So yeah, think of all the funding you could get for that if you're filming in Malta. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, they they they, 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 they fine for it, and you know you might even get a bit of the old co-production with the Malta. Exactly, shows, exactly. Yeah. Look, we're doing your job for you, TG Carr. Come on. Mm. <laughs> no, okay, no question. <laughs> um, yeah. We can add a Deirdre this. loves when people tell her to do her job. <laughs> oh, so sorry, Deirdre. Deirdre's brilliant. I hope, she, I, I hope she listens. If she does listen, I'm available. Deirdre, I'm sorry for all the tweets that I keep tagging you in, but you know how to get, you know how to get things done. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's, 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 but I think, yeah, there's... Um, I think when people realise that some, when when you when something is adopted, they actually they can lead to a bit of a curiosity towards the uh, the, the original text itself. Particularly if something is as has a nice setting as has has escaped us, because it's so easy to think of books in Irish as as fitting in a certain way. People don't always you know, getting the perception isn't always out there that books in another language can be um, escapism, can be thrilling, can be can, can be that, that kind of deeply satisfying read. Very true. I think with with some of the Irish language films that have been coming out the production quality has soared mm-hmm. in recent years and we're looking at you know some really very good Irish language movies um, which deserve a wider release and hopefully you know if they can pick up some awards in international um, festivals then you know things are going in the right direction funding is being provided and um, 
Yeah, the thing is that they they uh, if you're releasing at a festival, it has to be released at the festival and therefore can't be put on TG Carver, for instance, mm. until that has happened. Um, so that has kind of happened. So where you'll get a movie where you know it's coming out, but it has to be screened in Lithuania first mm-hmm. before you can get to see <laughs> or in Ireland. Malta. Or, or Malta. Malta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened with Black Forty Seven, didn't it? That yeah. The... So people were like, "When's this coming out? When's this coming out? Why can't we see it yet?" And it was like, "Oh, well, it has to go to X Y Z first, mm-hmm. uh, which is just film jargon." Yeah. It's <laughs> doing great numbers. Is there anything else snaking up? A new development in the shop is that we've started tentatively to take in secondhand materials. Which is something, yeah, something people have been asking for for years. Um, I say we're starting tentatively because it's it's a fine balance between what kind of little budget we have and what people might be be willing to give up. Um, But this is a case of if you've got Irish language books that you're just not using anymore and you don't want anymore as long as it's still readable even if it's got notes on it that's fine maybe come and contact us I'd like to see a photo before you turn up with a bag of stuff but um, and we can, we can see what to do with that um, it's, we're soft launching it it's, it's going well at the moment um, we've only had a few people give in some stuff um, and some materials that we've had Hang around. Um, Excellent. So we have some interesting bits and pieces still to go out on display, and it's just in the in the back of the shop. There's a few. Because mm. I've as you said before, some Irish language books do can can, can go out of print in a way when it's uh, yeah nice to get a, a second crack. If I can, yeah. So I have this kind of list of maybe ten books in my head. It's like if I could get a hand on any of those, I know people who would want them. So we had I had an older couple in yesterday who were looking for Antigua Honey Conte. Tiger who came to tea, but you the care no longer available at all. Mm-hmm. You will not get it, or or no, or arrogant. You cannot be bought, um, and it, it, they they aren't able to get it. Um, I have a lot of people coming in looking for Jimin, a lot of people coming in looking for Doriot, and you know we have this list of books that are people will come in. The first sentence that they say is "and will a gut," and we say "no, sorry, it's out of print. It's Osclo," and out of print means that it's unlikely that copies will become available again. So if a publisher has listed something as out of print as opposed to restocking uh, or in reprint, then it most likely means that that book is is gonzo. Mm-hmm. Which is really so, And Jameen's out of print. Jameen is currently between prints to my knowledge. Because there was an awful... Oh, there, there was an English translation of that some years back which wasn't... wasn't Ideal. I have uh, no opinions nor comments on that. Okay. No, uh, Brian, uh, you can cut that. <laughs> no, obviously, I've no. That's fine. I just haven't read it or seen it. I okay, no, I, uh, it was. Uh, I, I remember. I remember mentioning in, in the beginning of the of Motherfuck Lord that my father used to would read read Jimmy to us when we were small, and okay. then when I found a copy myself, I, I didn't realize that he'd been he'd been translating it in his head from his Kerry Irish and yeah. you know making those little remarks and that, but large swathes were cut out of the English translation. Yes. So uh, uh, an uncut version was published a couple of years ago by a publishing company called On Snawhead War. Um, I That is currently out of print. So I'm not sure when a print will become available again. So the text of Jimin is currently not available. I expect it will come become mm. available again. Yeah. Um, but at the moment I have no information. No. Jimin is probably the biggest one that people ask for. Mm. How about that? And Edco, if you're listening, Doriacht as well, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> no more Doriacht. That's a terrible no more shame. Yeah. Currently. And also, Peg's going out of print again. Whoop, happens every January. How about that? 
<laughs> How about that? How about tell that to the kind of the, what the, a coinky drink. <laughs> tell that to the fifty something kind of opinion writers. Oh, Peg yes. is selling fantastically for us anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it was out of print um last year, started twenty nineteen, came back into print, it's gone again. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know how many copies they're printing. <laughs> so <laughs> out of print well, means nothing. <laughs> so it's, it's selling better than their kind of a uh, their uh, house final records. And all the other like, late 80s paraphernalia they like so much. There's a, there's a really <laughs> strong... There's a strong... I'm such a prick. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, Pe- Peg is ever popular. Um, mm. I think there's a lot of people returning to Peg. Um, I have a lot of, lot of respect for myself. Um, there's so much material taken in by the National Folklore Collection mm. that is either currently unavailable or is, is in the Folklore Collection. Yeah. Um, have you spoken to anyone from there? You should spoke. You should talk to someone from there. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. this is what there. That's one of a number of projects I'm hoping to do in season three of Mother Folklore. Mm-hmm. We are coming. We are coming to the end. We're nearly coming to the end of season two of Mother Folklore. Uh, so we will be taking a little, a little bit of a break in February and March. But when we come back, there's a number of episodes which I've been really excited about doing, and we are going to do them then. Fantastic. Including hopefully chats with the our friends in the folklore. Our friends, hopefully we can get in touch with um, some of our log anim buddies too. Oh, that would be fantastic. I yeah. think there's a huge amount of interest in that as well as maybe some um, connecting with some more international learners and hearing their stories. Yeah, because that's always gone down really well. But yeah, and watch this space. We'll be hearing more with that soon. Mm. For that. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I haven't done is actually say where I'm from. <laughs> what I actually do? <laughs> Um, oh, <laughs> mentioned on once. Um, Tell us more about on Chapelera. Yeah, so I, I I've said it before in this podcast, which is why I haven't really been mentioning. But I work with on Chapelera. I'm the manager there. Um, it's an independent bookshop, very niche market. We deal in Irish language books and um, books about Irish, books about Ireland. Um, yeah. Hey, and uh, yeah, so we're, we're on Harcourt Street in Dublin, just off Stevens Green, and. Uh, in there since 1975 if anyone has any ideas of how to celebrate a 45th birthday um, <laughs> you can go for that let me know um, we have a shiny website shuppalour.com uh, easiest way to find us is probably to google the word shuppa s-i-o-p-a and mm. we have a google listing um, and you can get onto our website then that'll show you all of our socials um, so we're on Facebook Instagram and Twitter as on shuppalour and you come up for Shauna Scott's uh, website uh Good question. I actually don't know. Uh, I've searched. Shona Scott runs uh, Sex Shopper. She does, and she's fantastic. She's brilliant. Um, we. I actually don't know. I think my search history is so dedicated to like I'm on Shopper website constantly, so I actually don't know. Maybe search on Shopper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, search on Shopper. That's S I O P A. New word. L E A B H A R. Correct. Mm. It is indeed, and that's where you'll find it. Because obviously, in your own search engine, your own stuff comes up a lot. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're biased now. Yeah, in fairness. I remember that someone was, somebody was com- some some um, English journalist was complaining about certain search results, not realizing that it reflected his own internet usage. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's complaining that 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 Google the targeted ads. yeah the targeted ads all suggested that um, all suggested a certain uh, proclivities, a certain. Um, yeah, filthy habit. Yes. Oh. A disgusting, filthy habit. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but also, when this episode comes out, we'll be sure to link the sounds of... Was it Sounds of Gwega? Is that what it's called? Sounds of Gwega, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's in its infancy at the moment. I'm kind of figuring out how to do it. Um, but 
the idea is that it, so I'm going through the alphabet letter by letter and then sound by sound. Um, so it's it's all in the Instagram stories and then each of those has been turned mm. into a highlight as well. I'll be looking for people to, to help me out as well. I'm basing it on a particular Instagram account that I follow because I'm learning Dutch at the moment. Um, and mm. it's amazing looking into that and going, oh my God, there's so many materials available for a European language. Colonizer language, to be fair. Um <laughs> And trying to see what of that we can pick up and use for Irish because I already know that people are looking for phonetic information. So trying to trying to link those two and, and see if this is material that is available. If you're learning a different language, how can we make that available for Irish? If how, anyone would like to sponsor me. So how, how did you get into Dutch? Um, I met some Dutch people. <laughs> and I heard... I, and they're all rides, aren't they? Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna say no. Um, yeah, no, I had had, <laughs> had pleasures. I was spending. No, a we week hate in. the Dutch. Actually, <laughs> they're never welcome on this podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. not good. Um, <laughs> what does that even mean? That's not good. Oh, um, <laughs> and yeah, basically, I had the pleasure of staying with some Dutch people who ran an Airbnb and um, last summer, and then since then, have met way more Dutch people. I think it's mm-hmm. once you're aware that the language exists. You start seeing it like, everywhere. Yeah, you buy a silver car, you see silver cars everywhere. But um, so got interested in that because they were speaking Dutch together. Um, so I was like, oh, wow, this sounds kind of cool. Um, and then have since found out that I know more people who are Dutch or who are dating Dutch people. A lot of people also move to the Netherlands. Um, mm-hmm. So one interesting thing about Dutch is that they make Dutch classes super available to you if you're mm-hmm. in the Netherlands. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who would move there for work. Um, yes, this is the thing that the, like Amsterdam is the city that's benefited most from Brexit in terms of uh, London businesses re- re- relocating EU headquarters and things like that. We thought there was a perception in Ireland that because Dublin uh, is an English speaking city that mm-hmm. this is going to this is going to attract people. Um, which shows such a poor understanding of how international business works. Definitely. And also transport. Mm. Yes. I mean, if you're in the centre of Europe, you're going to be better connected. So, so True. yeah. So Amsterdam and Frankfurt have benefited from uh, the, the those things. And uh, there was a, it was a missed opportunity in some ways. But Amsterdam, lovely. It's uh, Dutch, interesting language. One of my favourite Dutch words is icebären, which is to wander around thinking about things. It means it's come from the Dutch word for polar bear. Yeah. Mm. That the that the ice bear was because the ice bear was in the in Amsterdam Zoo, looking sad. They thought you're you someone's walking around thinking to themselves that they're being acting like a polar bear. Amazing, and I can tell it's the verb because it ends in en. Yeah, mm. you're polar bearing. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like a melancholy wander or like a? And it's melancholy and thoughtful kind of mm. yeah, uh, which is very interesting because that a, a, a bear bonig. And if we were to translate directly. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> probably go for a bon veracht. But I also probably wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, just not we, we, have, we have plenty of words for wandering around thinking. Plenty of words. Yeah, yeah, we don't need that. <laughs> like brown shoe looked. Oh, God. <laughs> but no, we're not going to do that. Mm. But that's, and do you have a favourite Dutch word yourself from your early learnings? I, uh, I don't even think I know a thousand Dutch words yet. Interesting. A sandwich is both ham. There you go. Mm. It's great. I've just pronounced that wrong. Both are ham. Um, I don't know. I don't know enough. Dutch, I, don't, I don't know enough Dutch words to have a favorite Dutch word yet. Does it have two pieces of ham in it? I don't know. Both ham. Uh-huh. I don't know what it's actually from. <laughs> this is what what I love about Irish is that I have the means to actually go back and, and figure out where words come from. Mm. Yeah. Do not have that in another language. I can't. 
figure that out. That's kind of in-group mm. knowledge where you've already got a foot in the door so you can figure that stuff out. I don't know that for mm. much yet. Mm. Book of the year. Spanish for a sandwich. Fun fact for you. The B-O. I don't know. Book of the year. Yeah. Cahalan. Mm-hmm. I haven't a clue. Yeah. They, they good. They could. They good. <laughs> they, they could be related somehow, you know? I, I mean, thought you said they good. I was like, yeah, they good. They were good. <laughs> well, they are also good. Dark in the hood. Did Dark have lunch? <laughs> <laughs> so... I know you don't do TikTok, but where else on social can people find a triple error? Uh, so <laughs> I'll just say that. Um, we you on, mentioned this with the Instagram with the Instagram accounts, and I thought I was wondering if there's anything else. No, we yeah. we're I'm very old fashioned. I don't understand these newfangled things. Um, we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as at on Lauer. Great stuff. Thank you. Go on, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us again. You're fab. Um, so. Until the next time, it is a slant from me. Slant from me. And a slant from me. Mind yourselves. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Thanks, Brian. That's a wrap.